the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement and one of the most tumultuous, tumultuous? Uh, the periods in American history, it seems like. Uh, and uh, so uh, we're going to be covering some of what, what, what our outlook for what's going to happen with the, with, the, with the investment markets, with the election. We're going to be talking about what some of the big changes happening out there, our outlooks on various uh, scenarios, and talking about savings and investments. Uh, our show, uh, the Max Out Savings Show, has been on uh, Houston for over a decade, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows. We're here to help you save and build up wealth for retirement. Uh, our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And uh, that's what it's all about until the government mandates uh, and takes over everything. And then we won't have to worry about saving. And uh, <laughs> it's closer than you think. And it's uh, it, it really is. Uh, uh, it, it, but it's important to save aggressively and invest conservatively. I spent some of the yesterday going over some of the new Department of Labor rules, which are truly frightening, uh, what's, what's, what's coming out of, out of there. Uh, more and more in the future, you know, I think really the plan seems to be that they're going to start mandating how people invest in the, in the future. And, and I, I, don't, I don't really see what difference that is versus, versus you know, socialism. And it, 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 it's really much, I think we're much, much further along the path to socialism than really anybody understands. Uh, and and we, we're at a crossroads in this election where there's two paths to take. And uh, it, there's very, two very clear paths to take. And, and, and it would be a mistake by everybody to sit there and think the path is, is whether to sit there and uh, one person might shoot his mouth off; the other person might be corrupt. That's not the path. We, can, we there's two very different paths, and one's the path to socialism, one's the path to free enterprise. And if, and if you don't understand that, you know, uh, that that's too bad because you'll wake up with the ramifications of that one day. Ask the Venezuelans. But the our our show is really about saving, about building up and saving. Uh, and building up wealth. And, you know, I, I say that and I'm thinking, well, why bother? You know, if we're going to go down the road to socialism, why don't we just sit off, sit around and all do nothing all day long and, and not have to worry about it? And, and uh, it, it's very sad. It is very sad. But I'm going to, uh, uh, even places like China, you know, China was a communist country and they've embraced capitalism. Chinese saved 19% of their money. Uh, and uh, other other places, Japan, fifteen percent of their money. Uh, even even Germany, nine point seven percent of 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 their of their uh, is their personal savings rate. And then we have the United States at five point seven percent, up from it. When we started the show, reason we started out the max out say we. we I, I was going to do a radio show about investing. And then I looked and I was <laughs> looked up one day and, and, and all of a sudden I see the savings rate is at zero. And I'm like, wow, I just cannot believe this. And and, and then I understood what the show was going to be about. And that's when we uh, came up with the with our motto uh, in our philosophy, which is actually we have actually have a trademark on it. 
uh, save aggressively and invest conservatively because that I wanted to help people. I realized it wasn't as much about the investing as it was about the savings process that are making most people wealthy. And and so I just rattled off some statistics in the Chinese, uh, as bad as their economy is, and is as completely indebted as it is, and they're headed for a fall, they've managed to save huge amounts of money, and they're basically a cautious people. The United States, I don't know how we got on the path of running down, managing the U.S. economy for the next quarter in in living for now this economy and i really think it to some extent goes back and uh it goes back a number of years i think with corporate america they figured once the fed was going to bail them out after 2008 they never had to worry about debt levels again because they knew the fed would always be there to bail them out uh the the absolute bedrock of capitalism is failure in in if you if you talk to any if people talk about Donald Trump going bankrupt, you know if you, if you look through any successful person, read any book anywhere, that there's successes, there's failures, there's more successes, but there's always some failures in it. And 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 they learn from the failures, they learn from their mistakes, and then they build up and become stronger and stronger and more powerful and and more wealthy, and they are able to do much much more. But they generally have some failures along the way, some mistakes. Once you take that away and, and, and once you have a central bank that comes in and rescues everyone, you've done tremendous damage to the capitalist system. I, I cannot tell you the damage that was done by those bailouts. I mean, and we all are seeing that. And, 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 but in other countries, China, the Chinese people know there's no one to bail them out if they get in trouble. They're going to be destitute. The, you know, they don't have the, the programs they have here. Even the Japanese who have tremendous programs in the Europeans – you can do nothing in these countries and they'll pay you. And they still have 9.7% savings in Germany, 15% savings in in Japan, 14% in France. It, you know, the comment I was talking to someone on this and I, was, I kind of made the remark that, well, look, you can only spend so much money on food and wine. But all jokes aside – this is an embarrassment what this country has fallen into. We have a, a low savings rate. We have corporate America being run by uh, by basically narcissistic CEOs that are fixated on next quarter's earnings and kiting up the stock price, firing workers, uh, not building a plant and equipment, not investing in R&D. We, we have people spending money constantly. We, we have uh, nobody planning for the future. The Chinese are, are planning 50 years into the future, laying the groundwork, building things up, investing in, in things in the United States to get control of them. And we and we have uh, executives in the United States and our corporate America playing Monopoly with their different divisions, spinning them off here, doing this, doing that, whatever they can to get the stock price up. And we have a government with runaway deficits. We have out-of-control entitlement spending. We have regulation that that is spiraling out of control in this country. And and, and what is happening here on, on the last eight years of Obama? If you if you look around, in, 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 and Johnson came in in the 1960s, and we came up with a program of of the welfare state. It, it, it's, we had these all these welfare programs put in place to help people out. And and Reagan tried to roll it back some, but they, they they put them even more in place. Right now, you can live in a world where you, you don't have to work. You can collect welfare. You get free health care. You get your Obama phone, free health care, Obama phone, free Internet. You get free housing, Section 8 housing. You can get travel vouchers. You get food stamps. You get like 50 million people on food stamps. They get free food. They get uh, they get meals at school. They get free free school, free college education. They don't have to do a single thing. Well, if you look at the poor people, look what we got a thousand murders in Chicago. There's like 4,000 people shot in the city, and it's from a small area in these very poor areas. The government has effectively destroyed people in the ghetto. They did the same thing with Indians on the Indian reservation. They're all alcoholic. They weren't working. They weren't doing anything. Now, now the government's going, hey, we've done this here. Let's move it up, and let's start, man, let's start handling the, the lifestyle of the middle class. Let's start helping the middle class out. Let's start taking care of the middle class's Obamacare. We'll take care of that. They're going to get the same care as everyone else. Let's start moving in. We're, we're going to be mandating what the, what the middle class can drive in an automobile. We're going to be helping with the middle class. We're going to 
we're going to sit there and take over the school systems. We're going to run them from the Department of Education, not from the local school board. We're going to mandate what they can teach and what you can teach your children. We're going to sit there and mandate what industries the middle class can go into. We're going to take over the the medical industry. We're going to take over the financial industry. We're going to take over the coal industry. We're going to take over the, we're going to work on the oil industry. We're going to take over every aspect of the middle class's life. Well, guess what the middle class, if you're in the middle class and upper middle class, your life is going to be just like the people in the ghetto eventually. And it's not because those people can't do anything. It's because they've relied on the government and the government has destroyed their life. And that's what's happening now. And that's what you better understand. This election is about the destruction of the middle class. What type of people are we going to become? And 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 that's just my feeling on the situation. And I know there's a lot of feelings on both sides. I respect the, the Democrats on the other side. Uh, look, there's there's been a number of people, never Trumper, a lot of never Trumpers out there. I understand that they got their feelings hurt. They 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 supported other candidates. I know I supported Ted Cruz tremendously, and very disappointed he didn't get it. Uh, some of them are genuinely outraged about what Donald Trump says. But you have to understand, if we lose this election, we're toast in the United States of America. If, if, you, if you're a never-Trump—look, I get the never-Trumper, but now's the time you better sit there and make a decision. You're either voting for Donald Trump or you're voting for Hillary Clinton, and I respect our, the Hillary supporters here— I don't respect people at this juncture that are saying never Trump. If you're at that never Trump camp, you're effectively voting for for Hillary Clinton. And you're also going to bet your future on Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. You're betting your children's future and your grandchildren's future. You're betting the future of the United States on a path to socialism. Make no mistake about it. And if you believe that, that's okay. But if if you're sitting there in the camp of never Trump, I'm so upset with what Donald Trump says, understand you're selling out your future awful, awful cheaply. And it really, you know, you ought to really take a hard look at, at uh, I understand people have, have really pushed back on Donald Trump, and I am not going to defend some of the stuff he says. But I, I, uh, the work we've done is it looks like Donald Trump is picking up a lot of the policies of the conservatives. He's p- adopting the plans of Paul Ryan and others in the House, and they're going to push him through. I think we got a real chance to change the country. This is a real game changer. Uh, I think I, I don't believe the middle class can, can afford Obamacare. I think they're losing their health care. I think it's very sad. I think people, the families in this country can't send their kids, take their kids on a vacation because of the increase in Obamacare, and I think that's wrong. But even what's even worse than that, what's even there's huge numbers of people in Houston. If they get sick with a heart attack or cancer or something, they can't go to the best medical facility in the world because Obamacare has effectively shut out most people buying on the plans. Most single, most per, sole proprietors, a lot of people out there cannot get coverage in the medical center anymore because of this Obamacare. And then people will die. Your family will die. Your kids will die because of that. I I cannot make it any more starkly clear to the world that that we're coming into. The the decisions were made 200-something years ago that were right decisions, and we've been very fortunate. We stuck to those decisions and stuck to that Constitution, to that rule of law, to that Bill of Rights, and to that free market system, and it paid off so much so. It paid off so much for this election. We're fighting about we can't let everyone in the world in because everyone wants to come and be in the United States. Well, why, they don't want to come and be in the United States because Hillary Clinton's going to socialize the place. They want to be here because they want to be free. And, and the people in this country ought to understand that. And, and I think it, this has huge ramifications on what's happening. Uh, I, mean, I, I think this is much, much bigger election, people think. I think the free trade Look, we're at the end of the road for free trade in Europe, in Britain, they Brexit, around the world people are becoming – this isn't Donald Trump rejecting free trade. It has to be fair trade and it has to be trade that benefits the the expo, us, the United States, and the other country as well. There has to be mutually beneficial uh, trade. The idea that people – that countries are coming in and dumping their products in the United States – using cyber technology to steal t- massive amounts of 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 our 
of our, uh, our technological lead, which China has done, and then not let our our companies into China and force our companies doing business in China to sell out is inexcusable that our government has not defended the working people. This trade is shifting. The era of free trade is over, irregardless or regardless of whether Donald Trump wins. But the question is, it's going to be fair trade going forward. Things are rapidly changing, and, and people are not understand that because they're they're lost in the fog of what Trump said and what Hillary did to her emails. We'll be right back after this quick break and talk about this. You got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings investment. By the way, if you haven't gone to the uh, website, sign up for our free Max Out Savings newsletter. Uh, yeah, we're going to try to detail some of these things. I'm going to try to stay off the politics going forward a little bit, but the political season, it's hard for me not to. Uh, but we talk a lot about saving, a lot about investment. In 2007, we laid out the case why the investment banks were fail, going to fail ahead of everybody else on Wall Street. No one even thought this was possible, and you read about it in the Max Out Savings Report. We have common 401k mistakes, how to handle sudden wealth. Uh, we have different ideas. We have different thoughts in there. Uh, we've, taught, we've even pointed out uh, pollution, uh, global pollution. We talk about all types of interesting things, how to save money, how to build up wealth. It's all free, and it's in the Max Out Savings Report. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. We're going to be talking about the, our outlook, what's going to happen after the election in the next report. Tell you what, I think we got a call from Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Hello, Ted. You know, the I think one of the real problems we have here is people really have never spent that much time around the New York area. They don't understand where Trump's coming from. And, you know, I spent a lot of time there. I I grew up here, went to school here, but the military kept me on the East Coast a lot. And I was with a brigade out of Long Island uh, in the Gulf War. So I know those guys. I understand the mentality. you got to understand – Really, uh, they talk differently. Yeah, well, well the, the the other thing is, New York is an extremely diverse place. Once you get outside the city, you go to upstate New York, hundreds of miles, virgin wilderness up to Plattsburgh. You'd swear you were in West Texas. The people are just like us. Okay, yeah. you get into the boroughs. The boroughs are very, very diverse. Manhattan and Long Island; those are the tea sippers. Those are the upper crust. You get into Queens; those are the blue collar workers. That's where Trump grew up. He's got the mouth of a blue-collar New Yorker construction worker. That's just the way he grew up, working with those people. You go over to Staten Island or for God's sake— Chuck, check, uh, that's a great point. I mean, look, I think that's a, that's a really good point 
to, to bring up is that's really where Trump came up from. And yeah, they're, but, but, they're much but, more direct when talking Queens, to people. Queens is like Pasadena, but you go over to uh, the, the Bronx or Manhattan, and, and man, now that's that's down in the slums, okay? It's an extremely diverse place. Trump has never been really accepted by the Long Island and the Manhattan T-Steps because he's a commoner. He's a blue-collar guy at heart. He loves those blue-collar people. Now, the other thing you got to understand is those people are extremely patriotic. You cannot imagine how patriotic they are until you've been around them. I spent 13 months with a bunch of New Yorkers in the, in the first Gulf War. The other thing you got to understand is when you get on the East Coast, when you get into the union halls, when you get around those guys, they're always talking about protecting jobs and one thing and another. Now, if you get them one-on-one, -on -one, you can reason with them. Trust me, Trump is trainable. He is teachable. He's a quick learner. A lot of the stuff that he says is from that union hall mentality. We're going to protect jobs. We're going to have tariffs. We're going to – no, you're not. You're going to say those things because you got to say those things in the union hall. But when you get one-on-one, -on -one, you can sit down and say, man, if we do this, they're going to do that, and, and well, it's going to hurt us. Now, here's what we need to do. We need to take these restrictions off our manufacturers. We need to get the EPA out of their hair. We need to do sane things so that we can be competitive here. Yeah. What's really chasing the jobs overseas is not the difference in the wages. It's the extreme difficulty of getting permits. Yeah, you no, Chuck, no, look, Chuck, I understand, Chuck, I understand that. And, and, but you, what, one thing you have to I think the important thing is is what you said is is that tr Trump basically comes from the working class people and and I think in in New Yorkers they're very different they're very uh they're very direct they're direct, which is if you're used to that it's good but if particularly if you're from Texas and the south and other places it, it it's a little put offing but I work. I worked my way through undergrad as a teamster and a longshoreman. Trust me, the way the guys talk on the docks here ain't that much different, buddy. Yeah, no, I, but but most people in Texas don't talk that way, and and so I I think that's a good point, and uh, and so but but thanks for the call. And but thanks, the, I, I think the other thing that Chuck brings up too is uh is that I think the regulation, I think Trump really gets that. I think that's a huge deal going forward, and that's going to be a big boom for the U.S. Uh, what, look, I do think Trump means what he says. I think Trump's going to fight for jobs. I think he's going to get tough on protectionism. I, I think it's going to he's, – look, is he going to slap a 30% tariff on everything? No. That's not going to happen. Is he going to shut down the Mexican trade? No. But is he going to do some things? If a company leaves and goes to Mexico, are their products going to hit with a 30% tariff like carrier? Yeah, probably so if they move the factory there. I mean, I think you could see some stuff like that. I do believe he's going to build the wall because he put his reputation on it. Uh, is he going to cause a trade war? He's Look, he's going to surround himself by very smart people. They're, pro they're going to sit there and try to make some Good to solid decisions. They're gonna they're gonna pass some fantastic laws, and I think he's gonna be much more cautious than people realize. I think initially he has to talk tough, like Reagan had to talk tough. But once people understand where you're coming from, they know how to deal with it on both sides. I think Trump will be very good for the economy. Uh, what what uh, the decision now is sort of look right now. You got to have Hillary elected next Tuesday night, or you're going to have Trump elected next Tuesday night. Those are very different things for your retirement, and and that that's the important thing to understand is those are very uh, different things. Uh, the consensus out there is Hillary Clinton's going to be great for the stock market and everything. I I don't agree with that. Uh, if Hillary gets elected, a couple things: the market's going to rally up big. Everyone's going to be happy near term, but then. People are going to start taking a look at at her tax plan, raising taxes. That's going to be negative, very negative for the economy. I think she's going to be forced to get tough on trade in many areas. I, I think she's going to have to do something along those lines, and that's going to be more <laughs> not well understood right now. Uh, I also think if Hillary's elected, I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of of, of investigations and various things by Congress. I think they if if I had to bet, I would bet they don't. Imp impeach her. I bet that she compromises on such things as Supreme Court justices and things like that, and they probably lay off of her if she compromises. I'm not sure I'd want to impeach her right away and then get Tim Kaine in there and then cede the whole Supreme Court to the Democrats for the next 30 years. That That's a possibility there. But I think 
if if Hillary gets elected, it's going to be a tremendous amount of uncertainty. There's going to be criminal investigations going on. There could be impeachment investigations, impeachment proceedings. That's going to be negative for the dollar. Look, right now, if you look at us, if you look at what's happened since Obama's been in power around the world, we've we we've lost uh, numerous allies. We we've we've alienated the Brits. I don't know how you do that, but Obama managed to do that. Uh, Egypt nearly we've almost we've effectively lost Egypt as a major ally. Uh, it was going to go to the Muslim Brotherhood. Eighty million Egyptians would have been fleeing Egypt, and it, it would have been an Islamic state. Uh, Obama gave them a billion dollars. The Islamic Brotherhood when they got into power. Putin even was horrified that they did it. We've lost Turkey as an ally. We've we've destroyed Libya. We've, we've the Philippines, one of our oldest, strongest allies in in, in Asia. We uh, we've lost in the last two months. We, we, we Malaysia, we're losing uh, we're losing uh, contracts there. No one is respecting us around the world. Our 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 alliances that have been built up since World War II are in absolute disarray. It, you can honestly say the only place we've really improved relations seems to be Cuba. And 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 so now the reason I say that and the reason it's important to your IRA is is look, the United States is the reserve currency of the world. Now, do you want to have all your money? Think about this. Do you want to have all your money in a country that basically is engaged in a massive mud fight for for their election, where everyone on planet Earth is mesmerized by by it? And so your choice is Donald Trump, who you don't like because he talked badly about whoever, and then Hillary Clinton, who's very clearly corrupted, used used the Clinton Foundation uh, to engage in corruption. Uh, so you're going to have a crippled president there. Uh, you don't know who's going to be that. All the allies have been sold down the river. Look what happened to the Egyptians. We didn't back them up. So anyone that – Egypt was real important because anyone that was counting on the U.S. to defend them now realizes that the U.S. might not back them up. And they have to they have to ally with the Russians, with the Chinese now, and other people as well. Uh, uh, and so – they're like, oh, sure, this country is looking like a basket case. We're running up huge deficits. Our government is out of control. Our elections are out of control. Our, our alliances and our foreign policy is collapsing around our ears. And so how this endangers – you could see a run on the dollar. You also could see countries going, look, I'm not putting my money in the U.S. These guys are maniac. They're crazy over there. So you're going to see rates start go up. Interest rates are going to go up. I believe I believe the policy is already in place with the Federal Reserve to start taking rates up, and it could get a lot worse on that. So you could see a tremendous amount of uncertainty if Hillary Clinton is president. You have a crippled president uh, elected right off the bat. You're going to have a deeply, deeply divided country. Uh, you're going to have a country that is that – is, uh, Foreign policy is an absolute collapse and disarray. Whose military is materially weakened. Who's running massive deficits and nobody. And most important of everything else, you're going to have a country that no one in the world is going to trust. Oh, that's going to be the legacy of Barack Obama. Is nobody trusts the United States because they can work for fifty, a hundred years to build up an alliance, and you get some president in there gets into a pissing match with the president of the other country and blows up. A hundred-year-old alliance, which is what happened in the Philippines, by the way. So, and so, understand this has materially weakened the United States of America. Make no mistake about it. If Hillary gets in there, you really are going to see a problem. I think. I think it's much more. Initially, everyone's going to cheer Hillary. Wall Street's going to be saved. Uh, the Bushes are going to be happy, I guess, and and everything's going to go up. But once they start looking at at what they really got in the deal. Uh, you're going to have a, a left-wing president, a Alinsky acolyte. You're going to have a country deeply divided. You're going to have a crippled president for four years. You're going to have massive deficits. You're going to have a pol foreign policy in disarray. That is going to cause us massive problems. And so initially, Hillary gets elected. Great. Happy days are here again. Then we start disintegrating. Trump gets elected. Oh my God! Panic, dump everything. The world is coming to an end. Uh, I don't. I think Trump is going to be more reasonable once start, Trump will start appointing his cabinet. You're going to start seeing very high quality people that people have confidence in, and they're going to start gaining confidence in Donald Trump. Now, 
I think after a few missteps, he's going to pretty clearly, and you're already seeing it happen, rain in his mouth, because as you just, as as presidential candidate, you can shoot your mouth off. As president of the United States, you can't shoot your mouth off. It's pretty simple. So, and I think I think he's going to see that to some extent. And so I think once people see who who his advisors are, who people he's putting forward are, then they're going to have more confidence. Okay, so initially the market sells off, dollar sells off, uh, interest rates go up some, but then I think things start stabilizing, and then we're going to roll out. First thing they're probably going to do is announce the repeal of all the presidential uh, decrees that Barack Obama put in, like the Department of Labor law and other things that he's put, that he's done executive orders. He's going to repeal them. That this is the interesting thing. As president, I can make all the executive orders I want, right? But the problem comes in even if they're an overreach. When the new president comes in, he can just reverse all the executive orders. If I pass the law in Congress and get it through, the new president's got to get it back through Congress to pass the law to stop it. That's a much tougher deal. So initially, executive orders get repealed. Second thing, he's going to announce probably a review of federal regulations, very bullish for the U.S. economy. Then he's going to announce tax cuts, very bullish for the U.S. economy. He's going to announce a a tax cut for corporations and repatriation program to bring money back into the United States, very bullish for the U.S. economy. He's going to announce a fiscal stimulus program. The Democrats and Republicans are both going to jump on that. Very bullish for the U.S. economy. He's probably going to roll out Paul Ryan's tax plan for corporations. Very bullish for the economy. So initially negative, big sell-off. Oh, no, Donald Trump, nuclear war, start buying a bomb shelter. After Once those things start coming in, once he starts laying out that groundwork, once he starts putting those cabinet members in there, you're going to see a lot more positive things come out here. And, and this is – and so – that that's what I want you to understand. For now, you have to really have a much higher level of cash on the sidelines. A couple trends we're looking forward for the next couple years that we're looking to put our clients into now. A couple things. I think you're going to see more infrastructure spending. That's going to be a big thing that's going to happen. If Hillary gets in infrastructure, if Donald, the Trumpster, gets in infrastructure spending, you're going to see you're going to see much more volatile currencies around the world. As as bad as we have it after the points I made about if we elect Hillary, Europe is a basket case. Their banking system is in very severe trouble. And China, China's debt bubble makes our 2008 uh, housing bubble look like a, a walk in the park. And they got real problems. So, so it can be very bullish for the United States. Uh, but, but with these problems, you're going to see a lot of currency movements. I think you're going to see some type of currency crisis. I think you're also going to see an inflate. Inflation is starting to come back. You're starting to see the numbers. The low oil numbers have given us a deflationary wave that's starting to end. It's going to start moving up. Uh, I think you're going to see some type of stagflation unless Trump can get things moving. If Hillary gets in, we're going to have stagflation. Either way, remember, stagflation is low economic growth and inflation. We're at the end of a... 35-year decline in interest rates. The 10-year, uh, the 35 years ago, was yielding 15%. Right now, it's 1.8. It was record low, 1.33 the other day. Uh, and so uh, so that, you understand, now we could see rates drop back off some, but we're, the trend, the next 35-year trend is going to be inflationary, and that's very dangerous if you're in fixed income, if you have set pensions, if you have fixed annuities, if if you have fixed income, you're going to be in trouble. So you're going to have to start planning for inflation. The way you do that is you plan for it when inflation is low like it is now, and you can do things cheaply. Let's take a quick call from Larry to 713-339-1070. Hi, Ted. How are you today? Good. Yourself, Larry? I'm doing fine. I have another question. It's kind of on the vein of what you're discussing today. Mm-hmm. The The list of companies that have been giving money to this Clinton Foundation is like a who's who. Uh, what do you think is going to be the blowback to this? I mean, now that we've seen what this money is being used for and how it's being used to gain access to government, uh, do you see anything happening as a result of all this? Yeah, I think there is. And look, uh, in fairness, a lot of it is just, hey, he's the former president. Give him some money. If we ever need something, he he might not. 
he might not, hey, I need this done. Yeah, I got it, boss. You know, it, 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 what you're really just looking for is, hey, this is what's going to happen to us. It's going to be so bad. Is there anything you can do? Or who can we talk? That's what they're, they're trying to get access so they can argue their case. But look, I think this is a much worse problem with foundations than, than people realize. With uh, Personally, I think they're going to have to pass a law that ex-presidents' foundations can't take money from uh, foreign governments. Uh, it, to me, uh, I just think that th- this is really looking way. I mean, the most generous thing you could say is 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 it just looks really really bad. I mean, that's the nicest thing you can say. I think this really is corruption. Uh, 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 I, I think I, I'm horrified that we had a, a a foundation that that the husband was running and the wife was Secretary of State, and they're taking money from foreign governments, which they were. I think. Look. Foundations are a much bigger problem out there than people realize. I think you're going to see some some, uh, and this is very controversial. I think you're going to see some legislation on to try to rein in some of these foundations. Well, um, I was listening to uh, another station this week, mm-hmm. and they were they were telling a story how uh, there was a mining company in Florida that all of a sudden started getting attacked by the EPA for being, you know not environmental or whatever their problem was. Yeah, it's probably fertilizer turns, company. Yeah, Yeah. well, <laughs> anyway, so it turns out that the king of Morocco, I guess it was, was giving money to the Clintons, and they sent word over to the EPA, and the, uh, they they got the word and started attacking one of our companies So that because of the access bought by this foreign government. I, yeah, I would a, think somebody should be going to jail for that. Well, and stuff. they should. And, and look, and I was probably right, Morocco's a big fertilizer producer, I think phosphates and things. This is probably about yeah. phosphate. I, yes, I, I, I don't know the details on it, but look, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's astonishing that, that these people are being used against American companies. And it, it, uh, it and, and so I think they're going to have to rein in foundations. That, that it's Keep in mind, if, if you have an, your IRA account, you can put away money each year, you save the money, it grows tax-free. If you pull it out, it's taxable. Then at 70 and a half, they you're forced to take a certain percentage out. So by the end of your life, in theory, you shouldn't have any left. And although it kind of works out that you always have money. Foundations are taking massive amounts of money, tax-free, getting either deductions or they're putting all their family money in the foundation, avoiding taxes, avoiding estate taxes that they'd be paying the government probably 40% for. Then they get to spend it however they want, avoiding taxes and, and with virtually no regulation. And, and, it, and it's not fair. And so what they're really doing is they're saying, look, you're going to take this money instead. I'm going to keep it myself, and I'm going to decide how to spend it. Well, I'd like to t- decide how to spend all my money, too. And so why don't you, you see where this is coming from? Uh, particularly with foreigners, they are going to have to, should not be allowed to give to U.S. foundations if you're a, a politician or a former politician. Okay. Well, I'd also think that these companies, American companies, have been supporting this stuff. They, they're going to have egg on their face when this is all over. Well, they, they don't have any – here's the problem, Larry. Once the government is involved in every aspect of your life and your business, then you have to go to the government all the time – Anytime you want to get something done or anytime they try to do something, you've got to have a, a, a tremendous network built into the government to help you out. See, it's not really corruption like people think. The problem is the government is so far into everybody's business that everyone's got to be in business with the government. And if, once you back the regulations away, then, then you get that corruption starts backing away as well. Well, let's hope. Yeah. I think what the other big thing is the deregulation, I think, is going to be a Big Kickstarter to the U.S. economy if we can get it through. That'd be great. Well, things are actually looking a little bit better this weekend, so I'm, I'm getting hopeful. Yeah, no, I, I think it looks good, Larry. Thanks for the call. Uh, you got any questions or comments? Seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. We're coming up on a quick break. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. 
If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. You got any questions? 713-339-1070. That's what Bill did. Hello, Bill. I'm here. Okay, there you go. I can get you now. You had a question. Yeah, I just wondered what, uh, you know, we're looking at an election coming up. I just wonder what's going to happen if Donald Trump gets elected. What can he do for me as a retired person? And I have a few bucks in savings. Not a lot, but a few. Yeah, yeah, look, I, I tell you what, I think if Trump is elected, I think gold's going to do well. I think infrastructure companies are going to do well. I think the drug companies might, after the sell-off, the drug companies are probably come back up. Those are going to be the better ones. I, I think you want to you want to back away from longer-term bonds, you know, like 30, 20, 30-year bonds in here. Because uh, I think rates are going up some, and then I think starting next year you're going to see rates start creeping up on the short end, which means you're going to get more money in your CDs, and and then I think you're going to see deregulation, which is going to lead to more hiring and, and, and things in the future. And what what we're shifting from right now is Bill is really the is a world in the U.S. economy managed by the Federal Reserve using monetary policy and zero interest rates, they're now shifting out of that, and they're going to want the government to do more. And so what Trump is going to do is Trump is going to cut taxes, bring cut corporate taxes, which is going to bring up to over – there's $2 trillion overseas. We could see a trillion dollars of that money come back into the U.S., which is going to help the economy. And And the other thing is he's going to cut taxes. Well, I just wondered how he's going to do that. He's just the president. Well, that's a good point. What I'm hearing is I'm hearing he's picking up a lot of the House House leadership's plans for taxes, for reform, and different things, and he's they're going to use those. Oh, I see. So, so he's going to take Paul Ryan's tax plan it, kind of as his own, but maybe make a couple changes, get with the Senate, and they're going to put run it through, and he's going to sign it. Okay. Well, the impression I get is that he doesn't really quite get along with too many people in the uh, Congress right now. Yeah, that that's the, the thinking, and I'm going to hopefully talk to some more congressmen uh, next week on this subject. But uh, look, what I'm hearing is I'm hearing he's picking up the plants. Now, keep in mind, who's his VP? Mike Pence, right? Mike Pence yeah. came out of the House. He knows all the, the House leadership. They're all good friends of his. So – if he he knows he's got to get something done, he doesn't have a huge plat. You know, the knock on Trump has always been he doesn't have the policies. You know, you can't. Trump is just going to adopt the Republican policies that that are, these policy these bills in the uh, are already written in Congress. I mean, they've been written. They've been trying to get them through. And and if Trump wins, they're just going to pull the bill out. Now Trump might go, hey, I don't agree with this or this, and there'll be some negotiation. But I think you're going to see. Congress and the president get together, particularly if we hold the House and Senate. I think you're going to see the Congress and the president get thing get together, get along very well. Okay, well that's a good that's a good positive outlook. I appreciate that. Thank you. Sure thing. Yeah, Bill. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll get him in there. Uh, look, I, I have a lot of people ask me about the election. Uh, 
I've been thinking Trump is going to win the whole time. I've laid out my case over the number of, of months now. It's working that way. Uh, although I, I watch cable TV and I'm like, oh, no, we're going to lose. And I t- even I, I had went to dinner last night and everyone's kind of voting for Trump, but they're convinced he's going to lose. Uh, I've never, look, I, 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 so I, what I did is I tried to dig down in the polls. And really, if, if you look and see, because the knock was, yes, these are the these are the general polls election, but it's this is an electoral cause. I went and looked. As near as I can see, if Trump wins one of these states, he wins the election. Colorado, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and New, or New Hampshire. I think he will win the election. That's assuming he wins Florida, which I believe he's going to win, Ohio, which I'm pretty sure he's going to win, and I think he's going to win North Carolina. And, and, and so that's and, – and so I look at some of the – look, Trump is tied – or up two in North New Hampshire now. That's very positive. One of the polls, there were a couple of them had Trump down four in Pennsylvania. One of them has a tie. Trump shouldn't even be in the running in Pennsylvania. He's showing a tie. Utah, they weren't sure of. Trump's ahead by five. Iowa, Trump's ahead by three. Uh, let me see here. There's a Michigan poll with Clinton up four, but then there's another Michigan poll with a tie. That's hugely bullish for Trump. Uh, Colorado it's it's Clinton up by one or Clinton up by five or a tie. I, look, this is my opinion. When you see a, 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 a tie in Clinton up by one, you see one up by five. I'm pretty sure it's the ABC Washington Post poll or one of these push polls designed to make Trump look bad. I've kind of – if you really throw out these outlier polls, which – and the reason I think it's fair to throw out these soup, these polls that make Hillary look way ahead, look. I've never seen anything like this with the media so far in the bag for Hillary Clinton. I mean, never in history have we seen the media go after and try to destroy a presidential candidate like Donald Trump. The Washington Post is classic. Uh, I, I think one day, what did we figure? What was it? 18, 18 negative media sh- stories in the Washington Post in one day? And there was not one negative Hillary Clinton story? That was in one day on their website, 18 negative stories. So if if these guys are coming up with polls, if they're running, if they're trashing Donald Trump and doing everything they can and they've bet their whole paper on destroying Donald Trump, is it even remotely believable that their poll is not skewed? Uh, you know, that's a, it's a fair vote. It's not. And, and so if so if you look at these different polling things, I think it's looking pretty good for Donald Trump. I uh, I think he seems to really have the momentum in a tremendous way. And he seems to be picking up and really making in blue states. He seems to be pulling ahead. I think he's going to win. That's, you know, we're we're just, we're making, having said that, I mean, to listen to everybody, to listen to the, to the media talk. I mean, it's like, and, and it's even Fox sometimes like, whoa, he barely has a chance. And if, you know, he has a very narrow look this guy is picking up polling all over the country his polls are surging and 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 so i and the other thing i so i'm looking at the at the internal at the i don't have real i'm just seeing probably the same thing you are if you do a little digging and the other thing is the ancillary evidence that looking at the turnout the pre-voting turnout it really seems like the Hillary side is not getting the turnout that the Trump people are. I mean, it really, really seems, you know, the, the comment I made to someone the other day is it almost seems like if it's raining election day, a lot of Hillary supporters aren't going to bother showing up. And, you know, if they move the polls over to Mosul in Iraq, you know, the Trump supporters are going to get on a plane and fly into the war zone to vote. And, and so I, I, I think it, if you add those two things together, it looks very good for Donald Trump. I believe Donald Trump's going to win. Uh, we'll know. We'll know Tuesday night. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> you never know. Uh, the uh, uh, but so it, it, I mean it is what it is. But I I do think over time uh, he, he's going to be very good. Look, I I 
a couple of things that are, that are really coming out. I've really given some thought, and we've we we, I, we our position our portfolios have been, I believe very well positioned this year. Uh, we're doing well. The the, the S and P I think is up two percent year to date. We're, you know, it, it, and it just it's been a lousy year for everyone. I, we've been very fortunate, uh, and we, and right now our positioning for our clients is really a lot of cash on the sidelines. We're in the gold. Uh, precious metals sector. We've sold out. You know, listeners know over the last two months we sold out our long bonds. Rates have been moving up since. Uh, we're uh, we're uh, in some infrastructure plays. I'd like to pick up a little more. I think banking could do well. I'm kind of looking at a little at drug, the drug sector, which has been it's going down for 18 months, almost straight. Uh, but really, I think it, it's hard to see a lot of things. You know, unless you, you know, for Donald Trump, we, you know, we could have shorted the Mexican peso, which we're not, we don't do that type of stuff. But uh, it, it's, it, it's really cash really seems to be the way to go to, to see how this is all going to play out and then redeploy your, your cash once all this volatility breaks out. Uh, the We've gone down for, I think, nine days in a row. We haven't done that in 35 years since interest rates were at 15%. That tells you something. Now the flip side of that is is we've had kind of small declines, so it's been like nine days of small declines because I really think they're sort of holding the market up. Uh, so so look, I think that's how you play it. Expect a lot of volatility next week. Uh, we're going to be writing about this in our Max Out Savings report. Go to the website maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free report. It's maxoutsavings.com. Uh, if you need help with your retirement, look, we're getting a lot of people calling up. The companies want them to to if they if they don't if either they want them to take their pension, they want them to take a lump sum and kind of get out of the company now because everyone is afraid of the new Department of Labor rules. If you need some help, we're getting a lot of questions. On this. Give us a call at Max Out Savings Advisors. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can set up an appointment with me, and I'll go over your situation personally, and we'll see how you're set for retirement, how you're set for income, and you know how much risk you have in your portfolio. If you need some help, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. At least sign up for that free newsletter. We got a lot of good stuff in there. I put a lot of work in it to help you out, to try to help you see the world as as I think it is, and to see the world and how to take advantage of that to build up wealth and to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's what this is all about, is building up wealth and protecting you and your family in the future in very uncertain times. You have to have a plan to protect yourself and a risk management plan. I hope everyone has a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.